Super Talk Mississippi media production. The pick is up, and it is no good! Here we go, Sports Talk Mississippi, 4 o'clock hour with you. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and now John Bond joining us as well. If it was on the phone, it would be on the Farm Bureau phone line. But he is in studio in Jackson, right across the glass from Michael Borky, and kind enough to spend a little time with us. JB, what's up, my man? Oh, man, look, I always look forward to it. You guys yeah. are always fun to hang out with. You know, Hey Dad says old Miss people and state people can't like each other, can't be <laughs> friends, and it, but I like you. I just can't help it. <laughs> well, we, uh, we're almost up on that 24-hour rule. <laughs> so, uh, so so a day from now we have to not like each other correct, for what 48 hours correct a day before and a day after there you go yeah. and it's uh you know it's it's kept a lot of friendships together probably uh probably not a bad plan john got to uh got to the studio just a few minutes ago and, and i texted him just to uh, hang out and make himself at home and he said there were not adequate refreshments to be able to make himself at home so i'm sorry that we were not more hospitable uh i was thinking earlier john I think in a lot of ways you were ahead of your time because, I mean, you, you were you were getting the NIL deals long before these guys today were getting them, weren't you? Yeah, but not getting the dollars like they are. You know, it's uh, yeah, I did a lot of stuff for free, I can tell you that. It was um, uh, it was a lot different then, but it was, you know, it was still, uh, you know, you're getting out and you're getting in the community, so I guess you got some things out of it, and they did too, and it was, uh, you know, I was scratch you scratch my back i'll scratch your type deal so it uh, it all worked out everything's everything was good everything was good <laughs> john hey dad you, you look like you're about to talk well i was and then you said something see we're getting into that that 48 hour thing now it's it's starting to it's starting to <laughs> creep in uh john you you won two you lost two right uh so you know you know the the the, the Glory of victory and the agony of defeat, to put it in those kind of announcements. In the terms. worst kind of ways. Yeah. So, which one stays with you more through the years? Uh, the the losses or the or the wins or, or yeah. I, it's hard to forget any of them. <laughs> For me, you know, it's uh, the way we lost the two that we lost were just um, kind of unforgettable. You know, and then the two we won, um, uh, that was pretty good too, especially my freshman year and winning the, you know, Sports Illustrated National Back of the Week and, you know, and that record that I didn't even really know I had until Fitzgerald broke it, you know, a few years ago. So, it's, uh, so they're all, they were all memorable in their own special way. <laughs> Let's walk through them, John. Let's start with your freshman year. You guys are ranked 17th in the country going in. Uh, I believe there was a uh, a win over Alabama in the mix uh, that season. The yeah. the, uh, the six to three game, good football team, low low ish scoring game. Nineteen fourteen. What stood out uh, for you from the nineteen eighty game? You know, I'll tell you what that uh, the defense we had that year was just incredible. I mean, it. Um, uh, you know, we had to score some points at times. You know, Miami, LSU. We had a few games. We had to put some points on the board. But after that Southern game, after that Southern shellacking we took, man, it was like they just they uh, they 
they they strapped it on. They they said we're we're going to win these things the rest of these games, and and that's kind of the way it ended up. So I always loved watching that the defense and and you know going against John Forcade and the uh, you know him being I think he was the if I remember right the total yards leader from the year before and may have been that year. Um, and the way they kind of shut him down, and another freshman over there, Billy Jackson, they kind of, kind of ended that game. It was, um, it was just, it's always fun to watch that defense in 1980, and and that game was no different than the rest. And and uh, you know, Glenn Collins and Johnny Cooks and Tyrone Keys. I mean, the names just go mm. on and on. And Larry Friday, and you know, all the, uh, the time that they spent in the NFL, you just you knew you were with a, a special group of guys. All right, so you guys ran a wishbone-based offense, a lot of running, a lot of option in there. Right. I'm assuming that Coach Ballard did not necessarily have you in a green jersey or a yellow jersey no. or a black jersey to keep you from getting hit <laughs> in practice. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's very accurate. In fact, um, you know, at the first of the year, I was I worked my way up the depth chart. And in fact, I was uh, yeah. They recruited another quarterback that was that ran the wishbone. Started all four years out of New Orleans and. Um, uh, so and I'd never run the wishbone. We in fact we we had shotgun and and we ran the pro set and I sprinted out and we ran the flat curl and you know and all that kind of stuff and and uh, uh, so I was up against a bunch of guys that had at least been in it at least one year and one guy that had run it four years. So working my way up the depth chart was great. And I'll never forget. I uh, I made it to number two and I thought, man, that's the greatest. Man, I'm at number two on the depth chart. This is fantastic. Then we go out there that Monday before Memphis State and I realize, uh oh. Number two offense scrimmages. Number one defense. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that was not fun. So I did everything I could to get to that number one spot so I could scrimmage the number two defense. Did, did you ever have a head-on collision with Johnny Cooks? Oh yeah, had several. Had several with him and Glenn Collins and Ty and all those guys. I mean, it was um, it was wide open on Tuesdays and about half of Wednesdays. So uh, Mondays we laid off a little bit, but Tuesdays and Wednesdays were wide open. John, you know, on this show, every now and then I've been known to complain about officiating. Every just every now and then I'll do that. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you an open mic here. If you got anything oh, you want to say about Dick Pace right this oh, second? I'll let my you gosh. have it. That is the worst call ever. Although I have seen some others this year. Um, All right, hold on now. What was the call? What, what are we talking about? Oh, and 4K to swear up and down that the guy was killing him, the, the receiver, the whole way down, and he he never touched him. <laughs> I think who what, was it? Uh, oh, Johnson was it Johnson? The, yeah, the, I think you're right, but I'm not. Yeah, that I mean, just stepped around in front of the you know, uh, John threw the ball up in the end zone, and um, they were on about the fifty, I guess. And uh, he threw the ball up in the end zone, and and um, uh, KJ someone stepped in front of it. I mean, it was a clean interception. He caught the ball, fell on the ground, jumped up with the number one, you know, and and uh, was running off. And then here comes the flag, and they called pass interference, and that's when they moved it to the one, and and uh, the rest is history. So that's that's how we lost one that first one that my sophomore year, and and it was funny that year we had uh, we lost two games uh, with two. Return well, one a return touchdown and one a pass interference call in the end zone. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can <laughs> I can talk about refs all day long. I mean, it's really <laughs> crazy that all these years later, you guys still do not come to the realization that it was the right call. I mean, they ju- sometimes these guys just get it right. Well, yeah, sometimes and sometimes they miss them. Um, but they, uh, you know what? In fact, uh, the guy, and if I remember right. I believe he was involved in the Methodist Church in some kind of way. He was a preacher or something, and felt really bad about that, and wrote Coach Ballard a letter of apology later that's, on. 
That's what it is in Mississippi State. We always get the letter. We get the letter after the game. Oh, sorry, we messed up. Yep, and and uh, because I, 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 if I'm remembering all that right, that's the way that happened. So yeah. It was. So was eighty two a cra- so so eighty one or eighty excuse me crazy low scoring game right eighty two or I'm sorry my years are off eighty low scoring game tight till the end obviously you just described eighty one tight till the end was eighty two different a little bit just simply because we had a really good offense that year um, in fact I think uh, we held the most yards per game until like Dak in the Liberty Bowl, whenever that was. I think it was 2010. I mean, it was uh, a really good offense. That was when Ken Hall and all those guys were seniors. Yeah. Uh, we had Danny Knight, Glenn Young outside, um, the two guys that I threw to. <laughs> and uh, and then we had uh, Michael Haddix, um, um, uh, uh, had uh, Danny Knight had and a run, as a running back. We had about five guys. You know, running the ball back there. So we had a really good backfield, two guys that could catch and could fly, and uh, some great guys up front. So we really moved the ball up and down the field that year. Do you um do you like the movie Ten Cup? I do. I'm reminded of the uh, of the line in Ten Cup after one that we probably shouldn't say on the radio, where he goes, <laughs> "A gust from the gods." <laughs> yeah. uh, 1983, uh, yeah. perhaps a gust from the gods. Uh, yeah. What was your vantage point? What was your perspective on the uh, the kick? I was on our sidelines, which was, I guess, the um, uh, the south side of the stadium, because it doesn't it face east and west. Yes, it does. It's one of those strange ones where right. the end zones are east and west. Yeah, so I guess we were on the south side, and when Artie hit it, you know, not, Artie had already kicked a 52-yarder that year, so it's not like he didn't have the leg strength. So uh, we felt good about getting it down to, I think it was the 17, 18-yard line, and uh, I felt you know really good about him putting it through the uprights. And, and it had been, I mean, it was, the storms were around because everybody was asking me in the huddle, you know, are they going to call the game? they going to call the game? I said, don't worry about it. Let's just keep moving the football. And uh, our sideline stood first because we thought it went through. And then when it landed back where we snapped it from, the other side started jumping up and down. So. How long was the kick? I should know that. It was only from like the 20. It okay. was, so it was like a 27-yarder or 37-yarder, 27-yarder. It may have been closer than that. It wasn't far at all. So it was it was that significant of a wind gust. Yes. Oh, it was incredible. And Glenn, it was thought, calm. Uh, we, we talked to David Kellum yesterday, the voice of the Rebels, and he said he was at that game as a, a college student or a high school student at the time and said, same way you described it, he said, you know, Mississippi State fans went crazy and then stopped and then Ole Miss fans went crazy. Yeah. And he was in the opposite end zone watching it. He said, it was dead center. Oh, yeah, he nailed it. Nailed and then it wasn't. Yep. More with John Bond when we continue on the Farm Bureau phone line. He is in our Jackson studio. We'll take a quick time out and be right back. Series that began in 1901. And Tim was the winner for the trivia question. We've never had this happen before. We're a listener, Mike, who's been a longtime listener, says, Hey, guys, I will send two tickets to somebody that can answer this trivia question. His trivia question was named the seven cities that the Egg Bowl has been played in and who is the only player to start a game for both Mississippi State and Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl. John Bond, do you know the answer to those questions? I don't. I'm curious about that. I, I think I remember something about a Tupelo game. Was there a Tupelo game? And then a, yeah. and yeah, a, um, there, was. there was one on the coast or something. Was there 
or is it Oxford, or? Starkville, right, Jackson, but, Tupelo, Columbus, yeah, that's Clarksdale, it. and Greenwood. Wow. Now I'm not. That's when they had to go to the fans. I guess so. I mean, I guess Crumpton Stadium in Clarksdale. I don't know where they would have played yeah. in Greenwood at the time, but uh, that's uh, and and then the only player you know the I only player no to Breck Tyler. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't know that. Bob Tyler's son Breck Tyler uh, started for Ole Miss, and then when Bob became the coach at Mississippi State, he made the move as well. Because I went um, my official visit was to the Ole Miss Mississippi State game at. Uh, and I guess it was 79, 79 and okay. uh, was yeah, and Brett was playing for Ole Miss that game in seventy nine. I think that's right. Cause, Wait, uh, did cause, I, or I was did it, it wrong, 80, didn't I? Or was he, it eighty? Well, I may have messed that up. So was it Brett you, you started got it out at Mississippi State yes, while yes, Bob Tyler was yes, the coach, and then yes, when Bob was letting go, Brett yes, transferred to Ole Miss. That's correct. correct. Yes. Okay. So the other way around. Uh, good stuff. I. I always am fascinated, especially when we talk with with former quarterbacks about current offenses. So when you look at the offense that Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss run right now, and you look at the offense that Mike Leach and Mississippi State run right now, which one would you be better in? Oh, I think it would have been Lane's, uh, just just because of the um, uh, what all the quarterback does. You know, it's um. Uh, I think the way Mike Leach described his offense was like it's a wishbone through the air because he distributes the ball to, and that's what we did. That's why you know my rushing yards were not near like a lot of these guys are these days because we had five guys running the ball. Yeah, you know, so it was spread out, and that's why the receiving yards for you know uh, one certain receiver won't be near as much because you got five guys catching the ball. So it's just the the same deal through the air. So, yeah, I think I would have um, uh, moved the ball a little better in Lane's deal. You know, it, it, it's really fascinating. We talked with uh, with John Darnell on Friday. He was uh-huh. with me in studio here in Oxford, and I asked him the exact same question. He's like, oh, without a doubt, it's my, Mike Leach's offense. He said, yeah. I mean, I ran it a little bit. He said, but I was way more comfortable standing in the pocket and throwing it and, you know, being accurate, didn't have the biggest arm in the world, but, you know, pretty accurate. And so, I mean, it's all that skill set, right? It's all about it the is. right fit. It, it, it's exactly what it is, and they do such a great job of recruiting kids that can that can come and do what they need them to do. You know, that's the thing. You can you can go out and you know, and, and Coach Leach had his eye on Will for years. You know, yeah. before he he came to Mississippi State, so he knew exactly what he could do, and and we're seeing the results now. You know, he's uh, he's a great fit for that offense. I'm curious what you think of Matt Corral and the way he plays the quarterback position. He, play, he plays it just like I would. I think. I think he uh, he plays it hard nosed and tough. He doesn't back up, and and um, uh, uh, he loves the game. You can tell he has a passion for the game, and not to say that Will doesn't, but just you know he'll he'll stick his face in there sometimes, maybe when he shouldn't. But uh, um, well, it, it's funny. as you were saying that I was thinking. 2018. Now, you don't really want your quarterback taking a swing at a defensive player who's no. got his helmet on. That's pretty stupid. <laughs> right. But I bet John Bond watched that happen and said, I like that guy. <laughs> maybe not, on, maybe not right. in the 24-hour window, but right. otherwise. <laughs> yeah, well, I like the fact that he is not scared. And this is a game that you can't play scared. Not Like I said, I'm not saying Will's scared. I'm just saying, you know he ain't. 
Yeah. There's no question he's ready to get in there and play football. And, and uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard for state fans to watch that kind of stuff. But when you look at it just as a, a purely a quarterback deal, that it, that's the kind of stuff I like. I like uh, to be in a, a part of the game and not just the passing part of the game. I like to be part of the running part as well, you know, be a part of all facets of the game. And, and uh, shoot, I loved holding for extra points. So, <laughs> hey, I hear you, man. Going off. <laughs> hey, that was the first way I ever got on the field. Extra points. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Hey, that's a tough job. Now I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, that's a tough job. That was my very first play from uh, scrimmage. It um, uh, it was up in the Liberty Bowl. You know, we were playing uh, Memphis State back then, and um, Bill Bell, uh, my center, who's still a great friend of mine to this day, had. Uh, gotten in an altercation on Thursday night and um, had broken a couple of fingers on his hand. Mm-hmm. And he was, the, he was the deep snapper, and he could rifle it. Well, his towards was off a little bit. He, <laughs> he, got, he got a little high, and I had to jump straight up and stick it with one hand. And I, by the time I came back down, you know, you're supposed to holler fire, fire, fire. Well, this is my first play from, you know, scrimmage in college game. And, so I didn't holler anything. I just, whoo, I caught it and came back down. But, you know, I had to leap off the ground. I came back down, boom, put it on the tee. Well, the kicker was already standing there with his leg still back, you know. And then when I put it down, he just went, poop, and it barely made it over the line of scrimmage. <laughs> it was the dangest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. <laughs> John, you know, we think about Mississippi State. You know, you, you made your fame running the football out of the quarterback position. You know, guys like Don Smith and, yeah. you know, Dak even. And, yep. of course, Nick Fitzgerald. As a Mississippi State guy who's your whole life, does it still blow your mind to watch this team throw the ball 50, 60 times a game? Oh, yeah. It does. I, I it, can't get hold of it. You know, and, and here's the thing, too, is everybody was talking about, you know, he, he could walk out and in five minutes find a running back in the state of Mississippi. You know, I mean, their running backs are everywhere. Well, so are receivers. We got some good receivers around here, and now that you're throwing yeah. the football all the time, and you know that you're going to be able to catch some balls, that's when they're going to start coming. The running backs came because we ran the ball. The receivers will come because we're throwing the ball. So, it, and the offensive line will come. It's just like somebody asked me. Uh, it's been a couple of years, but they, do you think the wishbone, the triple option, in some form or fashion, would work? And I said, well, yeah, but the thing is, you can't get the guys to come run it. Because they're thinking about you know down the road playing in the NFL, do you know catching footballs and, and offensive linemen are thinking about pass blocking. They're not thinking about coming off the ball, so you won't be able to get the the athletes you need to come run it. Yeah, and you, you've got a quarterback now at uh, St. Joe who uh, is going to pick up some uh, some interest. You know, what which of these two offenses, if he were to get offers, would uh, would fit better? Uh, lanes, without a yeah. doubt, lanes. No now, question. could you could you push him towards that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I got yeah. John, John and I. You know, we got a lot in common, but the St. Joe St. Aloysius thing, I can't. Oh yeah, that's, that's the right. one thing. St. Al guy. Yeah. That's right. I can't. I can't ever get past. It. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> John, let, let me ask you this: as we we kind of go down the the quarterback road, when when yeah. you look at Will Rogers' development. And his level of comfort. Is there anything that stands out for you from where he is now, from where he was a year ago at this time? Oh, yeah. You can see the difference in the first of the year and in different games. You know, I think that's why we were kind of sputtering offensively at times. It's just because he hadn't seen enough and hadn't done enough. Now everybody's dropping, you know, dropping eight, rushing three, and 
uh, you know, and I think he's he's kind of got the the gist of it. You know, he understands where people are going and what they're doing. I mean, you got eight guys that are dropping back. There's only so many places they can go. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, yeah. you're going to have plenty of time. So that thing is kind of uh, that that bell doesn't go off quite as soon anymore. Um, you know, things it all starts to gel. Well, it's just like the triple option. If it just things happened a lot faster and a lot closer to the line of scrimmage, and uh, you know you stick the ball back and you you can't put your eyes on the fullback, you got to put it on a defensive end because he's charging, and you can get to where you can see that well he's not going to be able to get that fullback at that angle, you know, and or he's not like Will's probably saying well he's not going to be able to make a pick from that angle where he's standing. I can get this ball in there, so things yeah. like that start to click and start to come into into view a little bit better and and a lot quicker and easier. Hey, only about thirty seconds or so left. Um, I won't make it. If if the <laughs> <laughs> there's so many ways I could have gone with that, I just won't. I just won't. If the forecast turns out to be true, and we're playing this game in the you know mid forties with a north wind and some rain, who does it affect most? Wow. Um, well, it affects. Mississippi State mostly on offense. Um, so, uh, but how they handle it is going to be the question. You know, I think. So, is that uh, like a mindset thing more I, I, than the I physical piece? A lot of it is the way they can get those balls dry and in and out now. And, and uh, I don't think that's that much of a big deal. Now, throwing the ball down the field will be a big deal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, getting Especially the ball Especially if that quick. wind blows like yeah, they're exactly, talking about. Exactly. Man, you are the best. Wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving. Can't tell you enough how much we appreciate your time. Man, yeah, thank you all. Go dogs. John Bond, quarterback at Mississippi State, 80, 81, 82, and 83. Two and two in the Egg Bowl. We'll be back. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.